Welcome to Brain Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com, where smart happens. Hi, I'm Marshall Brain, and welcome to this week's Friday News Roundup. Let's start by looking at several extreme forms of tourism that came to light this week. Virgin Galactic gave reporters a look at their new vehicle for space tourism called Spaceship Two. If you Google BrainStuff Space Tourism, you can find a video that takes you inside this spaceship. Virgin also announced Virgin Oceanic, which has a sub that's supposed to be able to handle the deepest oceans on Earth for the first time. That would be 37,000 feet deep, or roughly the height of Mount Everest underwater. It's fascinating to think about this. Even today, with all our technology, there are parts of the ocean that have not yet been explored by people because we don't have a sub that can handle the depth. And this virgin oceanic sub will be able to explore the ocean in style. It's like an underwater fighter plane. You can Google BrainStuff Virgin Oceanic to see the sub and understand what some of its missions might be. There were also interesting articles this week on excursions into two human exclusion zones and the amazing amount of wildlife that's flourishing inside of them. One exclusion zone surrounds the Chernobyl nuclear power plant and the other is in the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea. The Chernobyl exclusion zone is easy to understand. They just made this great big circle around the power plant and decided to evacuate all the people and keep them out because of the radioactivity. The demilitarized zone is a strip that's two and a half miles wide and about 160 miles long that's been fenced off to keep North and South Korea from killing each other. It's amazing what nature will do once people are eliminated from a piece of land like this. A new human exclusion zone has been created around Japan's stricken nuclear power plant that basically melted down after the earthquake. A 30-kilometer evacuation area is now virtually devoid of all people. A reporter went in this week with a camera to record the state of things, and some of it looks absolutely post-apocalyptic, like a wasteland. Parts of it were leveled completely by the tsunami, and then human beings were sucked out, and then radioactive waste from the reactor's meltdown ended up settling on the land, and all that's left now is the occasional stray dog or cow roaming free. Given the levels of radiation that he observed and documented, it's really hard to say what will happen to these hundreds of square kilometers of land in Japan going forward. If you check the BrainStuff blog, you can find the video that he took. There were also several technological fiascos reported this week, and two of the more interesting involved the Nintendo 3DS and the Motorola Zoom tablet. With the Zoom, the pre-release hype was intense, and it was billed as the tablet to take on the iPad 2. Unfortunately, it's not lived up to those expectations, selling only about 100,000 copies since the launch. What's holding it back? The price is a problem. It's more expensive than the iPad 2. So is the lack of familiarity on the part of the buying public. It's also invisible if you try to find it in a place like Best Buy. Add to that the fact that it came out at the same time as the iPad 2, and the iPad 2 just essentially completely overshadowed it in the marketplace. So its starting point hasn't gone really well, and it's hard to say what will happen to it going forward. 
On the 3DS side, there are a surprising number of complaints about the 3D screen. As you'll recall, this screen does not require 3D glasses. Instead, lenses built into the screen direct two different images into your left and right eyes. To get the full 3D effect, you need to be centered on the screen, and the screen needs to be the correct distance from your eyes. Apparently, the new screen causes a bad experience for some people. They get dizzy or they get headaches or, you know, it just doesn't feel right to them as they look at it. And Nintendo is suggesting using the 3D feature for only 30 minutes at a time and not letting kids under 7 use it at all. The whole thing has been a little uncomfortable for the launch of this amazing new device. If you Google interesting reading number 720 and 722, you can get details on these two situations. We've all heard of Ritalin. It's a drug that's supposed to help kids suffering from ADD or ADHD, essentially attention deficit disorder. Lots of college students also use it, however, because they think it improves their concentration when studying as well as improving retention. Now scientists are studying why Ritalin might help. It turns out that it really does help. If you give Ritalin to rats, they learn things faster. It appears to do this by increasing two different kinds of dopamine. One type of dopamine affects the speed of learning and the other type affects focus. Right now, using Ritalin in this way is ill-advised because it's a prescription drug, but in the future, the drug might be relabeled as a brain-boosting drug, so it becomes much more widely available. If you Google Interesting Reading 721, you can get details on using Ritalin in this way. Remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about a streaming DVD service called Zediva. They set up physical DVD players playing physical DVDs, and then they routed the video signals from these DVD players over the Internet to create a streaming service. The goal is to get around Hollywood's restrictions on movie streaming, and Zadiva claimed that their service is the same as a video rental store because they're using physical DVDs and physical DVD players, and they're only allowing one person to watch each DVD at a time. This week, Zadiva got sued by six of the biggest studios in Hollywood, which is pretty amazing since Zadiva launched in March and has only five employees. It'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. If you Google interesting reading number 721, you can get the details. There's a fascinating article this week that discusses seven common things that people do wrong. Take, for example, showering. Now, this seems like something that's really simple and hard to screw up, but it appears that we really are doing this wrong. Many of us take showers daily or even twice daily with hot water, soap, and maybe even a sponge or a washcloth or a loofah or something to get the pores really clean. The problem is that showering like this damages the skin. So the article recommends fewer showers, cooler water, and safer soap without the abrasion. And we're supposed to avoid a towel and air dry ourselves instead to minimize the effect on our skin. Now, if you like that idea, you'll enjoy the article's other entries on things like pooping. We're supposed to use a squatting action rather than using a toilet, breathing, sleeping, toothbrushing, childbirthing, which fortunately half of us don't really have to think about, and finally sitting. What you're supposed to do about sitting is not sit, basically. That's one recommendation. Anyway, you're supposed to get a standing desk or an exercise desk so that you can avoid the whole sedentary sitting thing. 
Another is a seat that lets you recline at a 135 degree angle. If you Google interesting reading number 720, you can find this article. It really is pretty amusing to read it. Lots of people are unemployed right now, so where are the decent paying jobs? It has been well known for some time that jobs in the medical field have openings and they tend to pay well. I also did an article on the Baja SAE program this week. SAE stands for the Society of Automotive Engineers and Baja SAE is a college student program where college students build little 10 horsepower Baja style cars and race them. One of the videos in that article suggests that mechanical engineers and manufacturing engineers are in demand right now. If you Google BrainStuff Baja SAE, you can see the details and watch that video. And then there was a piece in Interesting Reading 720 entitled 15 Overlooked and Underappreciated Blue Collar Jobs That Pay Well. This is pretty interesting because the jobs are esoteric. At number one is... And if you think about this, what, you know, what could be the number one most overlooked, underappreciated blue collar job in America? It's elevator installers and repairers with an average salary of $69,000 a year. That would at least be a job that's indoor. Some of these jobs are not, and that might make them less desirable to some people. The best paying job on the list is mining engineer at $79,000 per year. Number 12 is commercial divers at $58,000 per year, and so on. Google interesting reading number 720 for details on these jobs. Speaking of elevators, a hack was released this week that will supposedly let you get to your floor more quickly, especially if someone has tried the old push all the buttons for every floor gag. It will also prevent your car from stopping for other people on the way to your destination floor. Supposedly, all you have to do is hold the closed door button down and keep it down while you press your floor number, and then as the elevator starts moving, you can release those two buttons. It can't hurt to try it next time you're on an elevator. If you Google interesting reading number 719, you can get instructions for this hack. In the past, cows obviously have produced cow's milk. But now some cows, about 300 of them, are producing human milk thanks to genetic engineering and thanks to relaxed genetic engineering regulations that are in place in China. Scientists have inserted human genes into cows to make this possible. The ultimate goal is to create milk from cows that's nearly identical to human milk as a way to improve the milk for infants that are bottle-fed. One of the key differences in human milk is a protein called lysozyme, which can kill bacteria. Other human proteins help boost a baby's immune system. It's not yet a perfect duplicate of human milk, but it's much closer than straight cow's milk would be. Google interesting reading number 719 for details. How much data can your cell phone or smartphone collect about you? Quite a bit, it turns out, as discovered by a European politician who requested his records to find out what the cell phone company was keeping about him. Apparently, his cell phone company logged his GPS information tens of thousands of times over the course of a year or so, along with his call history. A newspaper then cross-correlated that data stream with his Twitter feed and other publicly available information to basically map out his life. 
it's kind of shocking, really. There's a little tool you can run in the article where you can see on a map exactly where he's going and what's happening in his life at those different moments as they go by. And it shows that we are completely unanonymous if we have a phone in our pocket. Whether we like it or not, this kind of data keeping will be happening more and more in the future. If you Google interesting reading number 719, you can see how much information can be gathered from a smartphone. And finally, there are several news items this week on stem cells. One involved an effort to grow a human eye from stem cells. Another is an attempt to grow a full human heart from stem cells. The idea of growing replacement hearts for people is getting closer to reality, and if you can grow a heart, then it's probably likely you can also grow other organs like kidneys or livers or stomachs for that matter as well. The heart technique involves starting with a donor heart and washing away everything but the collagen scaffolding to give the new heart its shape. Then that skeleton or the scaffolding is seeded with stem cells from the person who will receive the heart, which then grow to create a new heart on that scaffolding. One problem during the growth process is a blood supply. As the cells thicken, they need blood to get oxygen and nutrients, so there really needs to be a circulation system that can handle the delivery of that blood. And another problem is the nerve cells to control beating, which are fairly complex in a natural heart. But if these hurdles can be overcome, then replacement hearts could become a reality. Google interesting reading 719 for details. That's it for this week. If you would like to learn more information about these topics or about a 100 other topics, you can Google interesting reading numbers 723, 722, 721, 720, and 719. Have a great weekend. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And don't forget to check out the BrainStuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. You can also follow BrainStuff on Facebook or Twitter at BrainStuffHSW. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes.